that I have a you problem have a with degree in maturity. Like, I mean, other than like the teeth thing, the human teeth thing, which is fucking. I don't know what that dude needed to be fired immediately because that's just creepy. Regardless of what it was, it didn't have to be a hedgehog. The human teeth on a cartoon character is creepy. I as missed fuck. you. <laughs> I missed but, rants. But I was like, overall, I mean, I don't think it would have like. I've been like, ah, he's ugly, but like, who cares? But he looks old. But he's like just a kid. He's like a teen, young teen. Who, Sonic? Know. Sonic in the movie. I don't know mm. He's like a young Sonic. teen in the movie. So like his original look looks very much right. And his voice acting and the voice actor, it sounds perfect to like. Did, the did anybody character. like anything special voice him? I don't know. I don't know. I just cared that Teddy was in it. I love that guy. Yeah. Like my favorite. Until I see shadows or knuckles, I don't give a fuck about Sonic. There's a bunch of knuckles trying to kill him right in the beginning of the movie. Was there? Yeah, a bunch no. of echidnas. Well, I'm not gonna watch the movie. <laughs> and there's like <laughs> some way. random ass owl creature. I still want to go see Birds of Prey though. I saw Invisible Man over the weekend, oh, and yeah. I saw uh, Honey Boy. I like Invisible movie. Man when Kevin Bacon was in it. Yeah, there's so many of them. Welcome <laughs> to the Teen Junkies podcast. I'm going to nip that right now. <laughs> as as we get to Kevin Bacon territory, that's when I got to That's when you got to cut it Why off. Why you got to shut it down? What's wrong with Kevin, Kevin Bacon? Bacon? He's a national treasure, hey, bro. I, yeah, I love the Baconator just as much as the next guy. <laughs> we got a show to do. My name's Nick. I'm Tyrell. <laughs> My name is Chris. Today we're here with Christy Wright. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? Not too bad. Not Why are you bad. speaking so quietly? I don't know. I'm doing my NPR voice. <laughs> Today we're going to watch. We're watch. We're going to listen to some records from the <laughs> early 17th century. The 17th century. <laughs> the aliens. So, how long have you been part of music? Records. Like making music yourself. I only met you a few years ago. I think. Uh, okay. It seemed like you knew what you were doing. <laughs> I've been doing this for so long. Okay, so I guess as far as like being in bands go, if we're just gonna like start there, um, I was I was in my first band when I was sixteen. It was up in Southwest Michigan. I'm from St. Joe, um, and so I was in that band um, throughout the rest of high school. I'm kind of old, so <laughs> I've been doing this for almost two decades now. Um, but before then, I was taking uh, private singing lessons. I was doing, you know, recitals and all of that. I was trained in classical and opera. Uh-huh. So I was still performing, but just not in a band or whatever. Oh, wow. Hmm. All right. Well, the first question I'd like to ask our guest is, <laughs> is the Kool-Aid man the pitcher or the liquid? <laughs> I think it's the pitcher. Yeah. The liquid Damn, she had an yeah. answer right away. I actually saw a gif like, on the way here. Like It was weird. It was him pouring the stuff into himself. What? And like mixing it up. Okay. It was like a it was it was something like a to blood see. transfusion. I don't Kool-Aid. like that at all. Like he had, he opened up his cat cupboard and he had like all these different flavors. He went, hmm, I'm gonna pick this one and he did it. I hate this visual you're putting in my head right now. <laughs> also, how were you so quick to answer that? When he asked me that, I said, Uh oh, dude, you just fucked up my day. Because I don't she was know. Up. No, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Kool-Aid man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Kool-Aid man when it involved Jim Jones. Just kidding. That was flavoring. That was flavoring. That was flavoring. Oh, flavoring. That's actually not the first question we like to ask our guests. Though. No, the first question we like to ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast is, what was the first concert you ever attended? Oh, okay. It'll kind of give my age, I guess. Um, but yeah, Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Superstar Tour. I was Dang. in um, junior high school. And one of my mother's work friends was taking her daughter, and she was like a cool mom. And my mom Obviously. had no clue what I was going to, <laughs> never heard of Marilyn Manson, just thought it was cool that I was going to a rock concert with her little friends. So um, that was quite the eye-opening experience. I mean, I wouldn't be too concerned about aging yourself. We had a dude on here <laughs> not too long ago who saw Elvis. Okay, all right. Yeah, his first concert was Elvis. <laughs> Elvis, I'll say it again. <laughs> but his first show was like night. The first show he ever played was in 1972 or some craziness. Nice. Yeah, that dude played way years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Most recent thing you've been involved with will be Phil Advent, right? Uh, yeah, as far as a band, yeah, I was in okay. that one for a good couple it, months, and it, then the whole it seemed band like very just, long. Yeah, yeah, the whole band just fell apart for its reasons or whatever. But it was a good ride while it lasted. It was kind of like a. Um, Okay, we're having auditions. Okay, do you want it? Yeah. Okay, so you've got like a month to learn all of our stuff. So here it is. Here's the music and here's the vocals from previous vocalists that we've had. Learn it. You know, your show's Mm -hmm. coming up kind of thing. It was very quick. 
Um, so that was pretty intense, but it was a good couple month ride, and then we were done. <laughs> it seemed, yeah, it seemed so short. Well, yeah, that band had was... been going through some yeah. cha- some changes like very quickly. Like they had a vocalist, and they had to get another vocalist, and then changes. yeah, it's just yeah. I was I was their third vocalist, yeah. so I think the band just kind of had it. You know, they were like, whatever, so, we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three vocalists. I know another band has had three yeah, vocalists. I know. Not like that. We all said that. Lenore. <laughs> <killed> me. <laughs> so, are you still heading to Chicago in a couple of weeks? Uh, yes, I am just kind of waiting to find out uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks when that's happening. But I'm uh, in a recording-only project. This guy lives like way up in northern Illinois, but he's uh, he uh, his name's Austin, and he. Did this whole EP thing. I think it's going to turn out pretty cool, but he did all the instruments and he's recording them all and all of that. Um, and then he's going to have me go to his vocal guy, re- uh, recording guru, whatnot, over in Chicago to record my part um, for a song. It's going to be pretty cool um, because the one of the tracks on the EP is going to have the guy from Fit for a King on it. So Ooh, nice. I'm pretty so excited to be on that. a EP with rips. him, right? That's intimidating. Yeah. But When you say awesome. uh, recording only, do you mean like it's kind of just like an internet project it's not a physical band that meets and like does shows and stuff it's right just yeah because he's like almost up in wisconsin he's so oh, far yeah, up in yeah. illinois so like it would be kind of a crazy band practice well, schedule I'd imagine. was but. it like a lucidium with o'hara like they're all also in, like, like the Iowa. first the first days of green leaves oh yeah true they were an internet project to start with too. station like north carolina right mm-hmm. and then grant was here yeah something like that god bless the internet or Satan bless the internet, whatever you're into, who cares? Yeah, for sure. <sighs> Dope. No, it's it's what? so much easier to uh, make music uh, with people without having to physically be around them, which is like <laughs> really great for oh, some yeah. artists, I think. Those fucking band members, man. Yeah. If I could just, I I could mean, just make music without band man- members, dude, my life would be cakewalk. Yeah, if you dig under the surface of like scenes, like there's so much like recording work that just happens where people just make music and they don't sing, so they'll just re- they'll just hire a vocalist that they like to come and throw tracks down for their for their stuff. And the same with musicians, they might want guitarists, a certain guitarist to come mm-hmm. and put guitar riffs down. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to play shows, I don't want to, I just want to make music, so I'm just gonna hire people to do the things that I want them to do and hmm. put out what I want to put out. I like that idea more than dealing with actual band members. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it can be stressful. The band's hard. Getting yeah. getting one other person to like hang out with you a lot and be creative <laughs> with you is hard. It sounded so sad. <laughs> to get oh, one person to hang out with you a lot. But you want to get four <laughs> to five people to all agree and do one thing together. It is... To get all their lives to align yeah. for one fucking you wonder why so many And they don't want to fucking kill each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You wonder why so many bands like just don't make it, or they do make it, and then they're like, why would they ever break up? And you find out that they all fucking hated each other's guts. <laughs> they all have a, uh, what's the, what was the thing that Batman did for the Justice League? <coughs> oh, contingency plan. There we go. They all have contingency. <laughs> See, I knew I'd come in handy someday, <laughs> and I was ready for that. It's always an unfortunate like uh, truth that, a lot of these guys because their egos are so big right like a lot of them have to like come to the realization when they like i'm just gonna go so long you fucking you fucking assholes <laughs> i don't even need you and this is like guys like the eagles and like the police and like these different bands and like they're huge superstars they go after so name the three projects that came out from the police other than fucking uh what's his name sting you don't know no yeah, yeah i mean i, I could no name no don henley <laughs> and i could name uh fucking oh uh, who did um rocky mountain way uh what's his name why do I? Why do I always forget his name? Uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Yes. Yeah. Joe Walsh. Yeah. All Who's super well known guys. Super talented. <laughs> oh, they go off to their own stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> From the Eagles. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, you see these guys and they go off and try to do their own things because they don't think they need that the the lightning that struck on a perfect band and then you're like, oh crap, I'm never gonna be able to re get that type of that level of creativity. Kind of like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. How no, I mean they that's all broke off to do their own things, but it was never as good. Angels and Airwaves is probably the closest, but yeah. I think that's some of his like madness or t- truth, whichever, 
We'll find out whether he's insane or whether he's just telling the straight truth at this point. <laughs> I'd like to think the aliens had something to do with his genius. Yeah. Uh, no, that's... I As soon as Tom left, I was... I was one of the people who was like, you should have, the second Tom left, you should have broken up and never gotten back together again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blink is those three. Yeah. And that's just that. Like, Is your acoustic thing still like, is that still a secret? Um, No, we might as well talk about okay, it. Okay, let's fun. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's just been kind of slowly in the works. Um, but I've been trying to, with all my might, it's like pulling teeth to, again, try to get someone that you can work with. Uh, just one other person, but an acoustic guitarist, um, you know, someone that just basically, I just want to do some acoustic covers, um, of some things that are just kind of fun and just kind of all over the place. And it's just, uh, kind of showing a different side of me then as well, because I've really only been in like metal bands. Um, that one time I was in a tool, of perfect circle cover band. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, bring that back, please. Okay. <laughs> it was it was called Compass. Um, it's a tool that makes yeah. a perfect circle. So. Oh, hmm. like it's also it. a great murder weapon. <laughs> a compass? Yeah. yeah, it's got the little fucking needle on it, and you stick oh, it in the yeah. paper. Or you, a Jeep compass. Did you, you have over yeah. somebody with that? <laughs> math classes? You know, math class. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's. I a, didn't do good enough. Like this. <laughs> like this. I can't do it, but because yeah, yeah. my well, yeah, so wrist the acoustic thing is going to show like a little bit of a different side of me, I guess. So I've been pretty excited about that, um, and I guess we'll just kind of open up at my birthday bash for that. Um, <coughs> it'll be kind of a fun night, but that'll just kind of be something. Tyrell, aren't you going to be playing at that? I think so. Mm-hmm. It's funny. <laughs> I think so. So I've been in the scene for like four, five years now, and I'd never really spoken to you, or like I'd seen you in and out of bands and whatnot. But I think I knew you best from the Christy Wright birthday bash shows. Yeah. That's how I knew you. I was like, oh, I don't know who this lady is, but she puts on banger shows every fucking year. The first time I ever been to Smith's was one of your birthday bashes a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, can't even remember who played. I don't know. It's it's always a... I remember I was still practicing Lent, <laughs> and I was so mad. What? Yeah. You were practicing Lent like the religious I think, thing? I, yeah. Uh, Okay, (laughs) I need some explanations right now. Okay, so my brother and I, (laughs) we were doing Lent, and we were giving up meat and like stuff like that and sweets. What what religion is Lent for? Catholicism. Catholicism. How dare you bring that into this? I don't know. Just something I remember because I remember like, oh, when this is over. I can go home and it might be midnight and then I can freaking eat some pizza rolls. <laughs> I remember that being at your birthday bash thinking that. He's like, even though this metal show is going on, well, all I, I can think about, about is the pizza rolls that I can have at 1201. <laughs> it's all right, though. We had them ready. And so that, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I don't want to talk <laughs> about them. Mom, I'm on my way. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to talk about Lent. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Why do I keep learning all these terrible things about you? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So do you do you play any instruments or do you just do vocals? Um, I do not play any instruments, no. Um, right here, brother. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same right boat. Here. I have really, boat. I don't know, started to, I guess, have a fire lit up under me to learn some hand drums just because I really love when metal mixes in like that kind of like Latin hand drumming mm, and then like stuff like, like Sepultura kind of things or whatever. You know, I just, I'm, I'm really into that. That makes me swoon every fucking time. And so I think it'd be really cool if I learned how to do that and then I can, you know, maybe contribute more than just my voice to a band or whatever project. Or something. I know. Don't you always feel like a fucking like leech when all you can do is sing or scream and everyone else is playing drums and instruments and you're just like, man, I, I, am, the least the talent- leech. I am the least talented person in this thing. That's how I always felt. It just like- cost me a lot less money than them <laughs> yeah. to perform. Yeah. That's what I've learned now. Like. With Nautilus, they all spend so much money, and I'm just like, well, I spent I got this mic four hundred dollars, <laughs> and I'm gold. I'm yeah. good to go. Look, look, this is all I need. I did it. I'm right helping. <laughs> helping. I'm helping. This is help. I'm helping. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Didn't you used? Do you still have a podcast? Or did you used to have one? Um, I mean, I guess technically I still have it, but I just haven't done a new episode in like a year or something. But um, it's so still it's- all up. It's like free on iTunes and all that stuff. Uh, Midnight Metal. Okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which also brings me to my, I once heard a rumor 
Okay. That you used to do local X for the 1039 The Bear. Is that true? Um, yeah, for like five years. I took what? I took over when Rev Rhino died. Um, yeah. I had started that Rip. April of 2012. Um, mm-hmm. And he was actually like my mentor. And what they were doing was going to have us kind of do a changing um, of the baton type the of thing. Right. Of the torch. Like he would yeah. hand that over to me because back when I lived in Detroit, I was doing that too over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing like a local music show kind of thing. And so Tommy Carroll was the boss at the time. He was like, yeah, you know, we'll just kind of have you guys take take care of that switch and before he even got a chance to get me trained on that is when he passed away suddenly so that was just chaos of course at the mm-hmm. station you know um, things just kind of had to chill out a little bit and then I ended up taking it over that December and then I did it for five years until I left the station yeah dude it's cool um so I I don't think I know much about Local X because when I got around to like learning that there was such a thing as Local X, it was so like scattered and it was it wasn't as consistent. Mm-hmm. Who all did you talk to in and what area did you was it just South Bend people cuz um, yeah. who did they who did the bear actually focus on at okay that time? well it was it was me like I that was pretty much my baby there yeah. like um it even kind of changed format just a little bit it was still basically the same idea but some of the way that it was it was done changed a little bit between me and when rev did it before me mm-hmm. um, so when Tommy then at the time he was like okay well it's, it's your baby now so you're just gonna have to do it and he's like but for the first year you're gonna have to have a different band on every week mm-hmm. so no repeats for that entire year um so that was uh, a, like a good challenge for me and yeah. so i you know there was just so many good local bands and i just started putting the word out bands were hitting me up and i was going to a lot of shows spreading the word all that kind of stuff and um i, I did it you know 52 different local bands mm-hmm. or or musicians too like for example joe feingold he's like a, a one-man band he can do it do it all uh, <laughs> but yeah so um that was pretty cool. Um, but then, yeah, it started spreading out to being more regional after that. And it got to the point where my, my very last episode that I had on was actually the, the band that traveled the furthest. And they drove all the way from uh, Cincinnati mm. to come on the show. Dang, just, yeah, to be on the, nice. just to be on Local X. And that was my last show ever. So that was just a good like. Why did it end? Uh, well, uh, they I was part-time there. I've always been. Mm-hmm. I've done actually done radio since I was 16. So it's long time um that i did radio and it was it was always part-time and you know radios have been kicking down as far as com- yeah. commercial radio yeah. you know it's just on the downward spiral of course yeah. and so they uh they just decided they were doing a big cutback on part-timers pretty much all the part-timers were just gone company-wide so um that's when I was kind of like, well, it's been a good ride, like 17 years in radio, uh, but obviously this industry is not going to go anywhere. And it's, you know, not like what I went to school for or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of mm-hmm. what I always did. It just kind of fell into my lap when I was in high school. So um, that was just something I had always done. But it was like, okay, well, now who am I? I had to kind of change who I saw myself as. I wasn't a radio personality anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think our friend Derek Zanetti has a quote about the radio. Does he not, Nicholas? Yeah, he does. He found out the radio was bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I was on the radio once. We were on Two Hours to Kill. And that was on the Globe. Say what? what? Uh, They used to have, at midnight to two, they'd have Two Hours to Kill, and it was all hardcore metal bands, stuff like that. And my band, Chapel Tragedy, was interviewed on there in the middle of the night, and we're all teenagers. And there's a picture of us, and it's ridiculous ridiculous looking it's like this older <laughs> dude with like all 16 year olds in the middle of the night in this little tiny like radio station that sounds like he could use it for some blackmail <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was it was cool it was cool to do but like yeah then you like wake up and you're like who cares radio who gives shit? yeah and it, what'd you say it was 91 one yeah it was yeah who listened i mean i love you I guys that it's was. great but I don't love Chapel Hill Tragedy. I'll tell you that. I don't know Chapel Hill Tragedy. You weren't born when Chapel Hill Tragedy. Ah, shut up. Been. I was too. I was too. You were still learning your shapes. Yeah. I'm still learning my shapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's rough. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to fight you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, did uh, I don't remember. Is there a lineup for the... Your birthday bash this year? It's just have I have I seen a flyer? Um, or yes. am I remembering? So there is a flyer all that's the old ones. circulating and an event page and all that, but it's um 
So I always bring in one band from out of town or out of state or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just try to help that situation out or whatever. So this year it's Vestigial. They're coming. And Where are they then, from? Um, I, think, I believe the Grand Rapids area. <laughs> I think they've um, been around here. Yeah, before. they've played some shows around mm-hmm. here before. Yeah. And then um, Nautilus see them? Yeah. is on it. And um, Nautilus sucks. sucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not gross. <laughs> not gross. <laughs> uh, Beyond the Fathoms is on that too. Oh, and then nice. Spaceships. And then, of course, now my acoustic thing that I can talk about that's finally happening. Which will nice. be fun. Nice. Are they gonna be originals or are they gonna be like my co- acoustics? Yeah. Okay, they're covers and they're okay. kind of it's kind of like all over the place too because you're gonna like hear some stuff you may know, you may not know, or you may not know there was a an acoustic version of it. There's a couple songs that there aren't acoustic versions already, so the guitarist is having to transpose them into, you know, acoustic or whatever. But all I want to do is be in an acoustic cover band. That's all. That's like an acoustic <sighs> incubus want. cover band. Oh, That's dude. my fucking dream. I, I think you're gonna like, like I, one of the songs. I, Hell yeah! <laughs> I tried when I didn't think when I didn't think that I was gonna be able to put another band together. Um, I tried to like settle for just doing acoustic cover stuff with Chris Robinson, and uh, we both very quickly realized that that was not gonna work out. <laughs> Yeah. I I like hated it immediately. Like that's all he wants to do, and that's all he's ever really wanted to do. And he's played in bands with me, and we played mm-hmm. like original acoustic stuff. And all he has ever really wanted to do is like get a looper and then just do acoustic covers. Yeah. And like I hate it. <laughs> I hate. I try to love it, but I hate it. Oh, I love it. I hate it. I think it's just going to be something fun, just kind of um mm-hmm. to show a different side of me. You know, I'm not I'm up on stage screaming metal yeah. and what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just. Kind I mean, of I like to play acoustic yeah. stuff. It'd I just, be good for I some open jams or something. Thing. Yeah. yeah, like at the the Wells got open jams. Ignition's got open jams. Smokestack. You said the Wells. Smokestack. I've never ever been to Smokestack. No, no the place it's a good jam. Yeah. I stood no, outside no. of it. It's over in South Bend. Wait, the 100. No, you're right. You're right. It's down. It's down the block from Smith's. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I went there for Halloween when I was dressed as a lady, and I got a lot of mean looks from other presumably ladies. I don't <laughs> really know, but <laughs> they I think they were mad that I looked better than they did. A lady, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like uh, it was like a pause, like a drum roll. <laughs> it was funny because I was walking in, and then like I was talking to my friend, and I saw another lady walking up. And I had stopped talking. She was like looking at me, and, and then I was, and then I turned and started talking to my friend. And she goes, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I, no, great. I can't." And that's not gonna lower my voice because <laughs> my voice never changes. Yeah, that's true. Unless I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, yeah. What are your his opinions on that? Uh, that CJ Allwine open jam idea at the well. What? Did you guys hear about that? No. Yeah. CJ Alwine wants well, to do an open, open jam. Mic, of all, it seems CJ Alwine yeah, there. It's like an open mic, but it's all like. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. <Nice. laughs> a lady. No, basically, uh, all the like local metal bands are invited to come and just basically circulate, and everyone's gonna. There'll be a drum set already set up, and amps and guitars, and guys will take turns. They'll all go up, and they'll just like open jam together. Hmm. So just I like, think it would be really beneficial to help form new projects and get like some fresh things started because then people will just kind of realize like, oh hey, I can play really good great guitars chemistry. with the sky and drums, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. that could be yeah. really cool. That's what I thought. I thought okay, I so I thought it was just like people coming up no, with their no. full band and just playing together. I didn't realize it was like mix and matching. No, it's like yeah, they, it's the it's the idea that a like CJ was, yeah he wants to be able to like play with other people. Yeah, uh, hmm. and like. Stuff like that. It's a good networking thing. Like, yeah, like play with all these people that he sees and likes and stuff like that. And have everyone else do it too, I guess. I'm so insanely competitive. I don't know. I mean, I think it's dope. I want to go, but. So it sounds more like it's just going to be an instrumental thing, right? Like you can't really improv metal lyrics can you sure as fuck can might be I mean you could just it, scream yeah. and no one will even know I mean I guess, all right? I do it all the time I will say, I, I'll say like I, I guarantee like 6 out of 10 metal bands when they first they play their first couple live shows there are no lyrics they're just <laughs> fucking winging it bro it's like That's something uh, I cannot do I cannot improv I cannot do things on the spot like that as far as vocals yeah. go uh uh-uh, uh nope Remember uh, in this old Skies Beneath Us episode, just John talked about died. what he did at Walmart at work yeah, that day. Because his, his lyrics were on his phone and his phone had got stolen at work. Oh. So he just had a show that night and he just talked about 
the sail on water. the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. No one know. I had a screamer named Brian Cronin, and all, like, we met him. We saw his Burn. band play. We thought Cronin. they were fine. And then he ended up joining as a second vocalist in my band later. But he, we were, like, talking to him when we went into recording. We're like, what are your lyrics for your songs? And he's like, oh, no, I just say lock the door. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, just say lock the door. Lock the door, lock the door. And different phrasings of lock the door. That's all he would do. He'd scream lock the door. Because that's the, he, he found that to be the that's easiest thing to cheating. scream. Yeah, so that's, that's all cheating. he said that's ever. Right. Not only like, is that cheating, but it also sounds like there's some trauma behind that. Like, mm-hmm. why is that the phrase he went to? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, you yeah. You that. That. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. People just don't. I would just say hold the door. Say like Hodor. Or Hodor. if we lock the gate, like from, uh, um, what is that? <laughs> Almost Famous. I've never seen that Mar- That's a Mark Marin line from that movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, Lock the gate. It's after they get kicked out of the show. Yeah. I remember in choir, though, they always taught us, like, if you forgot the words, just be quiet and move your mouth to oranges and bananas. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that, too. Yeah. I'm going to do that. But I don't think it made sense to me back then, either. I <laughs> Part of my writing process is improving, like, with the new tracks. So I'll just, like, basically just do tones and melodies with no real words. It's just, like, mm-hmm. gibberish until I get what I what the structure is the way I want it to be. And then I start to write my lyrics into it. Cause I'll have like all my lyrics are stories. So they're already written. So then I just have to like turn that into song lyrics. Cause they're not always like set up to be like sang. So then you have to like put everything into the you melody, cut it up. So yeah. So I have like this whole like workshop, like long hand version of writing, which is stupid. I wish it was easier way for me. <laughs> Similar to how God, I do it though. Yeah. It starts out as kind of like just a free verse like big long poem thing mm-hmm. and, then, yeah. and then I have a song that I want to put it to so I'm like okay now I have to format this. Yeah and I gotta break this thing down. Yeah. Uh, see that's how I first started writing was like just writing poetry and then I would cut it up into like uh, segments of a song but now I'm just so used to the <laughs> segments that I just I hear now it you, yeah. and I write it exactly how I'm like man yeah. this is I feel like the, I'm kind of like throwing in half whittled ideas because I'm like, oh, that's where it fits. And like, mm. I should allow myself to let it be expanded. And then from that big rock, I can chisel it down into the gemstone that fits into the song. Right. Yeah, I, I run into a problem um, a lot where uh, when we jam and we'll have a recording of the jam and there'll be like these parts that are like, so great just like a really good vocal run mm-hmm. it sounds perfect and Devin or someone was like dude that part right there I love it and then I'll go into the uh and put my lyrics in and start formatting everything and getting it how it fits and how everything uh rolls with the lyrics the way I think they should and then you'll like lose that part because I was like dude there's no human words that like <laughs> I, that was just chill. that was literally just me going <laughs> and I was like not making any sense at all but Sometimes you just got to leave that in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's why you play vocal jazz. That's why pop artists are pop artists, man. They can just do big vocal. They don't got to say words. They just got to show off their instrument. Yeah. I mean, if the guitar player and the drummer get to do it, why can't I? Yeah, they get to do solos. I get to do solos. (laughs) So I haven't been involved with the local music very long, only a few years. Okay. And I know, like you said, you've been in part a lot of bands. The only Mm -hmm. ones I know of were Primrose and Fell Advent. Uh, what what were some of the other projects you used to be associated with? Um, okay, so um, before Primrose, which it was a little bit before, I think I had like maybe a, close to two years or something in between, but I was uh, co-fronting Black Valor. I actually oh, formed what? that band. Um, that was based on my idea of having dueling lead vocals and dueling lead guitars. Actually, I remember that because I yeah. had you on my old podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I was with that band for a while and... Um, before that was when I did also the Compass, the Tool Perfect Circle cover band, which it just kind of started as a joke. Like uh, the guy I was with at the time, he was like, I was like complaining that I was like, man, I need another band. He's like, you should just form a Tool cover band. And it was a joke. And I was like, well, actually. But then it turned into a Perfect Circle too. So it was just kind of Maynard. And that's awesome. Nice. But, yeah. Fun fact, that's exactly <laughs> how Tool and a Perfect Circle started. Yeah. As a joke. <laughs> 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 
But now I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then when I first moved back here from Detroit, um, because I I went to school in Detroit, so I lived there for, I think I was out there for roughly eight years. But um, when I moved back, I joined a band that was called, uh, we ended up calling ourselves Core, K-O-R, which I came up with that. That is an ancient Turkish word no longer in use, which means the heart of the flame. It's really mm. awesome. That, Deep dive. That was kind of like and my they say debut. The show is an education. Yeah. yeah, that was like my. I guess yeah. I'm I'm back in my home turf because I'm from Southwest Michigan. I grew up in mm-hmm. St. Joe, and so it was kind of like I'm moving back. I'm getting a band. Here I am. It was You're fun. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a fun band for sure. Before oh, you were far from home. And I forgot. Um, after that one, actually, was laced with blood. I was in that with some people oh, too. That's a cool name. <laughs> yeah. God, the shit. <laughs> but I've been in a lot of bands. <laughs> you have a favorite. Or oh. say it and I'll bleep it out and no one will ever know except <laughs> the people in this room. Man, <laughs> I don't know. I like okay, so I guess as far as favorites go, we'll we'll go with which one tugs at my heartstring a little more. And we're gonna go with my very first band when I was sixteen that I joined that was up in southwest Michigan and that was Killing Tree. And that was because mm. um I was just like like I said, I had all all I'd done was like choir singing and, and you know, opera, classical vocal training, all that kind of stuff, and then I was like going through my teenage angst or whatever and I was like, I need yep. to join a band. And, um, <laughs> the answer to everything. Yeah, yeah. So this buddy I knew, Darren, uh, he was like, well, he's like, he was a guitarist. He's like, well, I'm gonna go try out with these guys, and they're looking for a vocalist too. So you should just come on out and see what, see what's going on. So I actually, um, being the little 16 year old that I was, at, oh, let's see, that was probably about the year 2000. We'll say um, I auditioned with a Mandy Moore song. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And so, he said, "Whoa, crazy, whoa. right?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, so that's just like what I knew. I, I could, what I knew yeah. I could sing, so I busted it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, our drummer was actually doing the screaming vocals at the time. Then for that project of her, after I got in it, and we were just being, you know, high schoolers, fucking around in band practice, getting high, drinking, whatever. And I just decided I'm going to scream. And I just let it out. And he, the drummer just pushed his mic away and he was like, okay. He's like, not my job anymore. (laughs) What'd you say the name of that band, the first band was? Killing Tree. It's the angry brother of the giving tree. (laughs) This one has like, like a piece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Motherfucker don't litter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's my favorite just because that one tugs at my heartstrings. That was like my first one, you know, and it was good vibes, good people and all that. So Yeah. I think there's some sort of like weird forever tie to your first band. Yeah. Like I was in a, my first band, ABFD. We were terrible. We were but terrible. I will always remember that band and all the stupid shit I did in it. <laughs> my first band was Hail the Ambulance. Mm. What was it again? It was just thunder noises because that's all you could hear because we had a guy <laughs> named Johnny Carls who didn't know how to play a synth, but we bought him a Korg synth and he just hit one key and it was a thunder noise. And it, <laughs> we played one show and it was just all you could hear was him going. Wow. I'm surprised you guys didn't make it, man. <laughs> we didn't have a drummer until like a week before the show. And then uh, some third, I'm 16 at the time, and uh, some 30 year old guy who built ambulances for a living. What weird coincidence! Um, and he had like this like huge like uh, specific profession. Uh, it was like a John Bonham drum set. Damn, it was yeah. ridiculous, huge. And like he had like a rack and everything. And like mm-hmm. at the time, like I'd never even seen her. I was like, "What? Is You're this? gonna play all of that? <laughs> You're gonna play all these? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best yeah, part man. of the day." <laughs> and he came, and he was like 34 or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll I'll play with you guys. I'll play your show with you." So we learned our songs, and we played one show, and then immediately broke up right after that. <laughs> Tyrell, your stories are concerning me. You keep having these instances where you are surrounded by 30-year-old men. As a young boy. Oh, man. If I got into the stories about our manager, Skunk, it gets real. You had a manager named Skunk. Listen, I I, I know all I need to know. He owned the Skunk's Nest. Oh. (laughs) I've never been there. How do you get the name Skunk? (laughs) I mean... He's not drugs. I mean, I would... He's Logically, a car I would say, oh, maybe, maybe he sells dealer. weed, but it's also like, what if he just has like 
constant bo he's just stinky like, <laughs> like he has a problem no he was like, like super, he was a greasy salesman like he was a straight ah. up car salesman so why didn't they call him snake instead yeah he was, was like a self-proclaimed nickname and he named the venue oh and, no yeah. i would never say hey guys i want you guys to start calling me skunk there were some <laughs> dope shows at the skunk's nest though i will say that skunk's do you ever play the skunk's nest shows. no miss i've been doing this for two decades and niles no you're no. from Michigan? Uh, well, I'm from St. Joe. And then after college, I i mean, after high school, I moved away for a while for college and stuff. Mm. And then I didn't come back until like 2012. Oh, yeah. Skunk's uh, Nest was about so you, you, done okay. and gone so at that point. So I probably point. missed that You missed era. that window then. Yeah. Yeah. Skunk's yeah, Nest yeah. went from like 04 to 09-ish. Okay. It closed just before 09, I think. It's like four or five years. Well, never mind. That's why Broken Heart played there. <laughs> it was in the D, sorry. <laughs> that's the place where, no, that was the post where Aiden played. Oh, mm-hmm. Aiden played at the post, that's yeah, so and Still cool. Remains played there, and Haste the Day, and oh, For Today. Nice. What's up, everyone? It's Chris from the Toon Junkies podcast. So, I don't know about you, but I'm not much of a car guy. In fact, I've often referred to myself as automotively illiterate which makes it difficult when my car needs work because I find it hard to trust someone with something I don't know anything about. Well, I'm here to tell you I found just the guy. Automedic is a trustworthy name in the car repair game and convenient. I was able to set up an appointment for while I was at work. Just handed over the keys, went back to work, and 30 minutes later, boom, my oil was changed and they even topped off my fluids. Automedic is a mobile house call automotive triage service. No mess. No fuss, no hassle. On location oil changes, brake jobs, and more. So next time your schedule is booked solid, but your car is really needing some attention, give Automedic a call. Find them on Facebook and schedule your appointment today. Tell them the Tune Junkies sent you for 10% off your next service. Did Detroit have a lively music scene when you were? Yeah, yeah. I loved it there. And plus, you know, since it's Detroit such a huge fucking city, then, you know, Don't there's you just always something going on. <laughs> There were, I remember there were like two main publications that I would check where it was just like any night of the week you could find out, hey, bands are playing there and there and there and there and you could just look it up and go drive and go do something. That's what I ended up doing most of the time that I lived there. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh, one right. of the, go ahead. That's like one of the only reasons I really would love to just move to Chicago I was just because it's, that Chicago. scene is so flooded right now. Like mm-hmm. you, you go anywhere any day of the week and there's a full show. Yeah. And like bands well, like down the street without looking for you'll find good music. City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Almost a hundred people, did you say? Almost a hundred people live in that Almost city. Almost a hundred people. Jeez, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I so, can imagine getting my car towed in Chicago, and that's why I'm afraid to go back. Oh, jeez. Cost me $400 to get that motherfucker Damn, out. Dog. Wow. Because of park it on top of another car? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> Parked it. I was at, went to the Aragon, man. And I oh, fucking no. parked. So you got the Aragon, and then back by hand, there's a, that little outlet mall. Mm-hmm. I parked in there, and there's a little tiny sign out that says no parking. I swear to God, it's like this fucking big. <laughs> Listener, you can't see, but God, it's like it's not holding large. a whopper. Okay. <laughs> And so we all leave and we all go out to this parking lot and me and like 30 other people are like, where are our cars? And then this, luckily this group of metal kids were like, do we know where it's at? Like our car is gone, but this happens all the time. I'm like, if it happens all the time, why are you getting your car towed? Like, this is my first time here. (sighs) Um, But yeah, it was a, uh, it was a big pain in the ass to, I had to go get my car didn't have my wallet, so I had to have those metal dudes drive me back to my hotel, and then I had to take a taxi from where the fuck I was back to that place, and of course, because I'm not from Chicago, the taxi guy was like, oh, I'll take you where you need to go, took the long fucking way, and I told him, I was like, hey man, I don't know where the fuck you're going, but I'm not going to pay you until you start going the right way, and then he went the right way, and then I wow. didn't fucking tip him, because they don't fucking... Try and nobody, swindle me. Nobody dog. tries a fast one on Christopher Widener. <laughs> well, I was with my lady. I ain't gonna look like a punk. No. <laughs> you already had your card though. Yeah. <laughs> and I left my wallet in the fuck. Yeah. I didn't want to lose in Lamb of God, Aww. so I was like, I'll just leave it back there. But but you slid up to that taxi driver. I sure did. I showed him the what for. Oh. So moving forward in the future, do you see yourselves joining any more bands or starting any more? 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm open to uh, finding another good group of people to work with. Um, it has been a struggle, you know, as we've already brought up a couple of times of finding people that can all get along and, mm-hmm. you know, that mesh well together and that, you know, have the same ideas, too, as far as what direction the music's going and all yeah. of that. So um, I'm definitely open to the idea of finding another band, but... Um, for now, I'm just kind of having fun doing the uh, like recording projects. I've had a few other people hit me up from different states or whatever on my uh, vocalist page that I have set up on Facebook. And so they've been um, sending me some messages like, hey, if I send you some stuff, will you check it out, see if you can do something. So that's just kind of fun for now, you know, doing a guest spot here and there or whatever. Um, but yeah, I do miss being on stage already, and it's only been a couple months, and I'm itching to do it again. So... Uh, if the right group of people hit me up and we're ready to go, then I'm all about it. Sure, why not? You know, I have a pretty flexible work schedule now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of my own boss, so I'm more open to oh. practices and stuff. I just don't have a practice pad anymore. She's flexing on yeah. us, y'all. I used to have boss. a practice pad, though, because oh, I was running a house, and now I'm in an apartment. <laughs> so. That's neat. I'm jealous of the, uh, like, I like the idea of being in a band, but I also hate the idea of being in a band. But what your setup you've got right now, where it's like, yeah, I do vocals and like the internet project things, I feel like that's where I would. But I also understand the itching for the stage. Yeah. Like the live, just the feedback that you get from a live audience, it's like. I couldn't go back now. Dude, it's a fucking high in yeah, itself. Yeah, it's man. intense. Yeah. I put it off for 10 years and now I'm playing it. I'm like, I can't wait a whole month. Why do we only play one show this month? We need two at least. Because 30 days is too long. Yeah, but we don't want to see you all that often, dog. I know. Right? <laughs> you guys are coming out, though, April 17th, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, dude. Okay. What day? Yeah, we April pray. 17th. Ooh, I'm going to be sick that day. Chris's arm's going to be broken. <laughs> we play April 11th at Ignition, and then we play April 17th at Smith's, and then we play May 2nd in Cincinnati. Don't so. you have another All Ages show like the week after my birthday bash at Smith's? Oh, it's too? like a Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So we have three, we have two Smith shows, an Ignition show, and then a show in Cincinnati all within that month. It's going to be really busy April. Did you get something worked out with Glassworld? Is that why you're going to Cincy? Yeah. Yeah, we did a trade with nice. them. Yeah, we did a trade with Glassworld to bring them, and that was a... It's called Glass World. Glass World. I've been listening to a band all day today called Glass Peace. Uh oh. Are you crying over there, dog? Uh, no. Yeah, because Glass Peace. <laughs> just a, glass. He said no, and then he wiped his eyes. Like no, I'm Glass not, Peace. No, no, I'm not crying. Him, I got some feels. Feels. Oh man, I've been listening to the wrong band all he day. Tyrell, you're going to Cincinnati. I know. Glass World is dope. I don't know why they don't have a larger (laughs) following. They've been around for years and years now. They played with the Burial. That's how we uh, got in contact with them. Uh, Jake's really good friends with them. But they're female fronted, and then their lead guitar Uh player is female as well. They're really. We don't like that words. Those words, right? We don't use those words here. No, female Female fronted. Oh, female fronted. Not a label. It's not a label. It's not a genre. It's not a genre. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, it was no, why would it be? Exactly. And I don't know. There's. It's kind of divided. Whatever. Um, some women are okay with being that labeled dude, that. Though, on, on your post. But the guy that was making yeah. sexist comments? Yeah. yeah, that was bogus. Oh, there's <laughs> these, what? There there's was drama a... on Facebook and nobody linked me? Oh, Come on. There's always drama on Facebook. I you know. just have to open your eyes. There's... Well, I don't follow anybody, so I never see it. I only yeah, get yeah. there like... Yo, go to this person's profile right now. I'm like, what's going? Oh, shit. there's this crazy <laughs> talented metal vocalist on TikTok, and I follow her, and uh, she does a lot of TikToks talking about um, all these different uh, fans, I guess fans and or critics online, and even at her shows, who will give her the classic like, yeah, you got such a, your scream sounded so great. For, for a girl, girl. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Really great for a girl. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like when someone says like she's really pretty for a black. I also. Girl. Like, it's that, yeah, why did you add that guess, last yeah. part? I just don't people understand. People can be pretty and people can just be good regardless yeah. of who yeah. and how they that's, are. And that's my point that I make with that whole thing is that, okay, so uh, as a, a woman that can speak about this, that's been, you know, involved, um, I'm as old as dirt. I've been doing this forever. And um, so it's <laughs> like, okay, that. we we don't want there to be a line there, right? We mm-hmm. want to be equals to men in metal. We just want it to be a metal band, not a female fronted metal band because right. no, no one says male fronted. Mm-hmm. So um, just eliminate that because as long as people keep drawing that line, that line is always going to exist and i i just don't like that um and and some women are okay with that label some people play off of that you know maybe that's part of their 
you know, drawing fans or whatever. I, I don't mean, know. That's their sense, decision, but I I don't like it. In a sense, it could be utilized as a marketing ploy. Yeah, and it, and it is it a lot be. of times, too. And I understand that. And, and of course, I, I've always gotten put on these shows that are, you know, all female fronted band shows. You know, it just mm-hmm. it's inevitable. It happens every band I've been on. And that's OK. Some people, you know, they want to use that for marketing. They want to use that to get more fans or just reach out to that base or whatever. That's their choice. Personally, I do not like that label because I've just been trying so hard to just be a metal vocalist without mm-hmm. the gender in front of it. Yeah, I think it's I think a lot of it. I mean, there's like some incel play, especially in the metal scene. But I think uh, the other half is uh, people with good intentions who are just making it worse unintentionally um, of like there are so few female metal vocalists and the metal scene has a lack of females period as musicians. So people get really excited when they see female guitar players in metal or female vocalists in metal. And then they overdo it with the whole, Oh, it's female fronted. And then you get the douchebags who are like, good screams for a girl, which I never understood yeah. because screaming is not, I'm not a doctor, but I don't know if there's much of an anatomical <laughs> difference. between no, throats. I no, would, you yeah. learn how to, yeah, you learn how to like growl and use the vibration your vocal cords mm-hmm. to make a You're scream right. and like any, yeah. <laughs> any has, person it doesn't matter if you have a sack or what yeah, yeah. that has nothing yeah. to do with anything yeah i was like there's plenty of dudes who cannot fucking scream they think they can <laughs> but they can't oh yeah. i i've never <laughs> like, claimed yeah. i could yeah. but there's, i cannot there are there are men and women alike who who have no real talent for it and there are men and women alike who just sound like yeah. monsters when they scream and it's crazy and then if you want to go on like the even more negative of the spectrum of that we have the people that won't even take us seriously because we are a female you don't know how many bands yeah, that I've like whack. tried to like you know try out for or you know try to get involved in whatever like oh we're not looking for a female like okay excuse what? me like there were there was actually a point and this happened when I was out in Detroit so I could talk about it and no one's going to recognize you know uh, oh that's my band or anything like like that uh, it was a band oh, in Detroit oh, no, and this fuck. was yeah. this was the day of like looking for your bandmates on Craigslist and like mm-hmm. sending them an email yeah. so I did the Craigslist email thing yep. and I just called myself Chris I just shortened yeah. it because I mean I call myself Chris all the time anyway yeah. that's like so I just shortened it to Chris and set up I a tryout and went and tried out and they were like looking like why is there a chick rolling up here but I was like okay now I'm here you're gonna give me a chance you know yeah. and they, they took me seriously I didn't end up working with that band but they still like they took me seriously and it was like they wouldn't have responded with a female because I had, I had already tried with one of them for a different project or something like that. I recognized their name mm-hmm. and, and I knew who they were and yeah. So you just, you run into that too. So, um, I remember when we first started this podcast that we, um, interviewed a band, um, and their big hype was that they were putting on a show that celebrated female musicians. Mm-hmm. Now that's an idea that I can get behind because there is there may not be a lack of musicians, but there's a lack of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I want to uh, like presence. There's just not a lot of musicians that are out there. It's male dominated, and oh, I don't. Yeah. It's is it? And if you're it, not a poppy female singer songwriter, like all respect goes out the window. Is it because that there's like a, I, I hate, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a sincere place. I, I, I promise. But is it like an intimidation thing that they, they don't think that they'll be accepted because they're not a man? Or is it just that there's nobody doing instrument, no females doing I think there's a lot of gatekeeping. Oh yeah. I, that, especially that old heads, sure. old metal heads. I mean, yeah. they gatekeep the shit out of other dudes, like yeah. let alone being a woman who wants to play metal. Yeah, like yeah. The, to to be shown up by a hundred twenty pound female on guitar for some reason they think that that's like emasculating, even though like you both well, have fingers, bro. And it's the, you know they also try to always make them want to be the bassist instead of the guitarist or the drummer, you know, or something else. It's like mm-hmm. oh, girls on bass or whatever. They think oh that'll be easier for her to learn. It's like why would I want something easier? And who says bass is easier anyway? Yeah. You know the good bassist can slam on that. Yeah. Shit. And um, the bass. <laughs> and the but bass. anyway, you know that's just kind of always what they shove down female throats as vocalists or bass. You rarely see guitarists or drums, although they are out there and good mm-hmm. for them. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
this got really serious really quickly. And yeah. I'm, o- I'm okay with it. I yeah, like no, it. I think, I think, uh, and it's, it's, it's funny though, because, uh, metal as a genre and as like a community, we have really strong ties to, um, being extremely anti, uh, like sexual assault and anti, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, treating one with disrespect at shows and anti-treating anyone with disrespect. Yeah, didn't for the someone most part. just almost get murdered at Smith's because they oh, were disrespecting dude. someone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, there's. I mean, that's that not just up, in local dude. scenes. That's in I big metal. That's in uh, like uh, national acts are all about that. The community at large has always been very like active in the idea that like. You treat people with respect and you be good to each other, mm-hmm. even though we're a very violent style of music. We're not violent people. Um, and you always get that. You always get that. Like, that's always like the the pitch for metal. Mm-hmm. Right. But like there is this underlying like gatekeeping in like thing where like, yeah, you can come be part of this. You can watch it. You can be involved, but you can't play. Hmm. I think. And like, I mean, I mean, Opeth and like other bands like that have, proven that like yeah i mean females can just equally step up to the plate like anyone else i mean and you don't know like all these like female like these like you sound good for a girl it's like go listen go listen to four records in a row and two of those records will have female screamers on it and you i defy you to tell me if you can tell which one's a girl which one's a arch enemy blew my fucking mind oh dude arch enemy is amazing okay yeah but angela day's arch enemy not Alyssa, because trust me i opened for her when she was in the agonist at smith's and she is a cunt yeah i've heard (laughs) i have heard some hot takes here we go yeah i've heard some negative things about her i had really looked up to her before that she was one of my big influences she does what i do you know the switching back and Mm -hmm. forth between the singing and the screaming you know in the agonist she did a lot of cleans too so she was switching back and forth and that's what I do and I was in love with that. I'm like oh yeah we get to open for her that's so cool I was so excited and then I ended up leaving like three songs in to go stand outside because I couldn't take it anymore because she was just such a little bitch she was so Ugh. snotty Ugh. is it yeah. just because he thinks like the talent and the ego the talent produced an ego that was um, look at the feud between oh. her and uh, what's her face? Like oh, the new vocalist for the yeah, agonist. The yeah, vocalist for the agonist. Yeah, there there's a, a little <laughs> feud there, but no, I mean she. It was an all ages show, and there were all these like younger kids that wanted to like say hi to her or whatever. She would just stick her nose in there and walk away. Hey, um, she she was bitching at the sound guy like between every song. She was like, "Can you turn down these fucking keyboards?" And like just being a total yeah, just mm. insane. And I just three songs in, I was like, "I'm done. I can't deal with this. I'm out." That's sad. I I don't know which uh. If I were to name an album, could you tell me which vocalist it is? Uh, well, because I maybe. cannot. It, um, if I see like the, let me see. Is it, you gotta see the cover, or yeah. maybe yeah. That's how yes. a lot of times. So I stopped listening to Arch Enemy. Needless to say, after after she took uh, Angela's place. Let's. What about this album, two thousand three? Oh, that's probably original. Because that's the era I like. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. All right. Just but, making well, sure I don't example, like the wrong you one. Right, chick right, right here, Entheos. You guys can't tell that's a chick when she's you know doing her thing. If you guys listen to her, I, I mean, know. she's a when badass. I, when I first saw that sweater earlier, I thought it was an outlier shirt, and I'm uh-huh. like, oh, you are no, from Michigan, cool, aren't yeah. you? No, but Entheos, Cheney Crabs, their vocalist. She's really awesome, and it's like she's one of them where it's like. Oh, that's a chick? Like, you can't even tell. So, like, yeah, why do we need to separate? Why is this, like, an issue? Yeah, it's not. Exactly. The reason that I got into singing was all the 90s uh, pop artists. Like, well, technically not pop, but at the time it was a little mainstream. But Alanis Morissette, Natalie Ambrugia, Gwen Stefani. You made up that second one. Christina and Natalie Ambrugia? No. (laughs) She sang Torn. Everyone knows Torn. Yeah. Fun fact, that it's not actually her song. It was written in like Sweden or some shit, and she just did a cover of it. Wow. Fun fact. You're the coolest guy I've ever met, Chris. Oh, yeah, I got all <laughs> kinds of Natalie and Brugelia trivia. Oh, my good God. No, Invite me you, to your 90s the trivia you nights. you put your phone in your inside pocket so quickly, I was like, wow, Chris is really cool. Like, I was really <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Dude, I've been having inside pockets since fucking 98, son. Dude, that's, I was three years old in 98. Dude, inside pockets, man. That's how that's... Grew up watching Bond movies, man. You gotta have an inside pocket. I've never seen a James Bond movie. Are you serious? Yeah. We have like every fucking Batman movie. You haven't either? This interview is over. (laughs) Half the people in this room haven't seen James Bond? 
Batman's just fucking James Bond and tights. Why would I want to watch James, James Bond? Cool. James Bond is way cooler than Batman because James Bond is a fathomable thing. It's real. <laughs> I mean, I played the games. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I think this is heavily, heavily available for debate. What is <laughs> the, the, what's the somebody help? What's the British um, secret agent? Uh, CIS? James Bond? No. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is it? Uh, I, I keep wanting to say MK Ultra, but that's not true. Man from Uncle? M, is it? I, damn it. Now I'm thinking Pit 6. Get the fuck out of my brain. Uh, M, M, no. MI6. There it is. That's it. Yeah. That's a real thing. No, it is real. And that's Devil James Bond. Do exist. Yeah. That's James Bond. I mean, they're, they're yeah, not like, okay, but like they're not like walking around like James Bond did. I'm assuming. Well, do you I mean, think there's a James Bond Hollywood. out there, Chris? Yeah, do you I think do. There's like a guy. Do you know what the CIA is? Yeah. These <laughs> are real secret car. agents. Yeah, dude. You remember yeah. MK Ultra? That's a real shit. That's real shit. Yeah, I know shit. that. I, but what's real secret agent shit? James Bond. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Batman could kick James Bond's ass. Take away his little toys. He's still, James still a martial Bond artist, the floor. extraordinaire. What? James Bond would genius. just shoot Batman because Batman doesn't have guns because he's an idiot. You know <laughs> Are you going to shoot his little grapple gun? Shoot, I got you by the Christy, leg. Christy, thank you so much for coming here tonight. <laughs> it's about to get real heated. We're about um, to fight. James, uh, listener, <laughs> weigh in. James Bond or Batman? Who wins in a fight? I want to know. I already know. So. <laughs> Your opinion is biased, as is mine. That's why we have to have the listener weigh in. True that. He doesn't even need Robin. Oh, his little boyfriend? No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> what, what is that supposed to mean? What's Robin going to do? Means he got his ass beat by a crowbar, shit. dude. Like, like <laughs> his manager skunk. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, where can we find you? said you had a vocalist page, right? Uh, yeah, so it's just Christy Wright Metal Vocalist. If you search for that on Facebook, that's fine. Or, you know, um, you can find it um, linked on my Facebook page. I've got a zillion million people from around here on my page. So if they're listening, you know, hit me up. It's like whatever. Wright, like the Wright Brothers, right? Yeah, okay. W-R-I-G-H-T, yeah. Any like relation? Wright Brothers. Yeah, you got any of that <sighs> Wright knows? Brother money? That'd be cool. Do you know how to my fly a plane? <laughs> Dude, no, I can do you not. build a plane? <laughs> my mom's side are all rights. What? My mom's side are all rights. I'm nigh, but... My mom is a right. Mm, you're on the wrong side of the fence then, huh? Ah, Maybe we're there. related. Possibly. Or perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, well, you can find us on our uh, Facebook page and uh, Instagram, both Toon Junkies Podcast. Our Twitter is Toon Junkies Pod. My personal Instagram is pulp.niction, and my personal Twitter is make Dameron sure. He loves oh promoting himself. <laughs> He does. He really does. does. Oh, you're the only one who does it. My band, Chapel Hill Tragedy. (laughs) My band, check out my band. My company, Vala. You can find our only music video on YouTube. (laughs) Still there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. What's that one closing out with? I don't know. Honestly, I got wrapped up in the heated debate of James Bond versus (laughs) Batman. I totally forgot. Do you have have a suggestion for a song that we should close out with? I'm not closing out with a Batman theme. How dare you? I'll make the noise. I'll delete this whole thing. (laughs) You you want me to just like pick a song you're going to do? Yeah, something that we can Uh, get away with playing. Yeah, as long as it's not not like super huge where I'm going to get sued. Okay, what about Spirit Box? Can you play Spirit Box? What's a Spirit Box? Okay, that's the band. And the song you should put on is Bleach Bath. Okay. Yeah, be fine. Spirit Box, Bleach Bath. Yeah. What have you been listening to lately? Um, Spirit Box. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's like a big influence of mine. That's okay. So, Courtney LaPlante is a vocalist, and she used to be in I Wrestled a Bear once, which is a pretty popular. Oh, nice. She was their second vocalist, so the okay. better one. She didn't do the inhales. She was the better one. Um, but uh, She wasn't their peak squealer. Yes, mm. exactly. And so, um, she, now she's in Spirit Box, and so it's like, actually, I think a couple other, well, at least one other person is from that band that's in this band with her, and um, it's really good, and so I've been jamming them a lot yeah i don't know i jam uh let's see my spotify has been thy art is murder um and then some classic rock stuff too like jefferson airplane nice um, yeah I love jefferson Ooh. airplane I um mine's gonna be embarrassing today okay let's hear it <laughs> no <laughs> okay actually uh bro job okay <laughs> uh they're awesome no they're good uh, glass pieces. I got the wrong. I thought I was supposed to be listening to Glass World. <laughs> I can't believe oh you the glass God. piece all day. <laughs> I thought you were joking. No, but now, dude. <laughs> oh, he's serious. And uh, the whole way here, I was listening to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> all right. 
Wow. Uh, uh, still four years strong, I guess. I So I was um, looking through my playlist on YouTube the other day, and I saw one of the singles from the new Amity Affliction album. So I just ended up listening to the whole Amity Affliction's new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two songs are very misleading to what the rest of the record's going to give you. Yeah. Uh, but they s- fucking slap. Okay. <laughs> and then I didn't gets, know where you were going with it. That. I mean, it's just like they hit, like first two songs are just hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that gets way softer. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's they're on a kick right now. That last yeah. album with the black heart balloon thing. Oh, dude, they're like so poppy. Yeah, it gets super poppy. The first mm-hmm. two songs though, they suck you in. Were they pro- were they, they the singles? Yeah, yeah, they suck. I, yeah, that's how they, they get you. They suck What's you in new Green just Day long album. enough to listen to like two or sucks. three of their soft ass songs before you're, you know most metalheads dip. But Have you ever fucked with Amity Affliction? Like, do you ever listen to them, or was this the first time? No, I listened to them okay. before, but yeah, um, they're not my like. Me too. Top favorite bands or anything, but I, 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 I fuck they're with them. De- they're bit. solid. They're solid. And then my guitar player, Devin, finally started listening to Coheed for the first time in his oh life. Oh my mm. gosh. So yes. He started with Unheavenly Creatures, their newest album. And then I was telling him to go, because personally, I think uh, uh, the Aftermath albums are probably my favorite coheed albums so then i went and listened to both the aftermath albums and then i binged all of coheed's music um and was just kind of telling him like what he should go listen to as he's moving through all of coheed's music which is a lot of music um yeah. devin but, i know he just outed you for not what are you like 24 yeah never listen to coheed it's okay i'm 28 and i just listened to the cure for the first time a couple so weeks weird ago. to me I think, <laughs> <laughs> but he's so like, all people that yeah. i should be someone who has listened to the cure he's but I just so never did. like him and brian them they're like they're so periphery bt bam like mm-hmm. they want like to be prog metal gent so bad and i'm like dude how do you like, not listen to Coheed? Yeah. I don't know a lot about Periphery, but isn't like one of like their members like in some hot water or something like that? Yeah, he's in a little hot water right now. Yeah, some stuff. But yeah, because he was a he had like he's another around. He had a girlfriend he and a wife. A quote unquote. <laughs> and they did not know about each other. Yeah, there's a quote unquote affair, but there's some he said he didn't she know said going on. Either one of those on. women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that there, all came out in it, December, didn't it? Yeah, it's murky. Yeah. There's some. Uh, there's some. I think there's some showboating for attention, and there's also. He's in the wrong, obviously, still for some of the mm-hmm. things he did, but I think it's it's getting a little ugly for publicity's sake, I think. But yeah, uh, but yeah You're Enough. the Black Rainbow, such a good album. That's kind of a cool name. Yeah. Um, I have been listening to the new Dance Gavin Dance song, oh, oh, yeah. uh, Prisoner, from their new album that's coming out soon. Did you listen to the other new single that came out from August? Bitch, I sent it to you. No, there's another one. Bones? You have Defender. Bones. Yeah, Defender and, and Bones. Bones yeah. Those are the two. I sent you Bones oh, Devin, when it came out. Devin sent Bones to me first. Mm, whack. Anyways, I've been listening to Incubus. Incubus. Because Devin trying, wants me to cover Incubus. I'm trying to get my cleans ready because there's some people that may want me to sing. Um, and Incubus. I, Brandon Boyd is my go-to because he's got crazy lungs. And if I can cover that, I can do fucking anything. I may be doing an Incubus song in that acoustic set. I hope you don't play something so basic. No, though. no, it's kind of one that most people aren't really familiar with. It's Good. not a radio song. It's gonna don't, be I was going to say, if someone's whatever. like, uh, pardon me or make yourself, no. I'm like, listen, those songs are great, but everyone does them. It's well, not a radio two songs. And then I have been, I know by Incubus. lately, <laughs> I have also been binging uh, Black's, uh, 2018 album East Atlanta Love Letter because that dude fucking rips. So. Wow. 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 Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. It was no fun. No problem. Yeah. We had fun. This has been Toon Junkies Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Tyrell. My name is Chris. Where's my goddamn electric car, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that was much bigger.